Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, in the Gregorian calendar, and that is the 14th of Sivan, 5781, in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Yesterday, we delivered some disheartening news about five Israelis who died in a tragic cable car accident in Italy. Today, we have updates. The five bodies of the Biran family were flown back to Israel from northern Italy for their burial. That's according to the Israeli ambassador to Italy, Dror Adar. The only survivor of the whole disaster was little five-year-old Eitan Biran, who was saved due to his husky father holding him in a tight embrace as the cable car crashed down into the ground. The car was operated by cable wires, and one of them snapped, sending the car careening backward until it reached the end of its rope. The cart apparently rolled down the mountain until the energy was stopped by some trees, and the cart rested there against them. Eitan lost his mother, father, great-grandparents, and two-year-old baby brother. The family had been living in Turin, Italy, and jumped into the cable car after this tourist hotspot had been closed for a while due to COVID-19 and recently reopened. Eitan is being treated by doctors for multiple broken bones, but is doing better after having undergone serious surgery. His aunt and other relatives who were scheduled to join the family in Italy are now at the hospital in Italy by his bedside. His aunt will take him back to Israel when he recovers. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in Israel for a trip. He sat down with Prime Minister Netanyahu, his cabinet, and, of course, the Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas. Blinken tells him he's working with the international community to get 1.5 million COVID vaccines into the arms of Palestinians. 11% of West Bank Palestinians are vaccinated and just 2% of Gazans. The PA has been working with COVAX, the worldwide vaccine bank, to secure vaccines as well as with Russia to secure the Sputnik vaccine, which they sent over as well. The Palestinian Authority made it clear early on that they did not want Israeli intervention when it came to vaccinating their community. Blinken tells Abbas he'll ask Congress for $75 million in additional aid to Palestinians, with $5.5 million going immediately to Gaza relief and $32 million to humanitarian aid. Other huge news, Blinken says he's going to inform Israeli officials that the U.S. will be reopening its Jerusalem consulate to offer their services to Palestinians, which he calls an important step. Blinken says the U.S. wants peace and plans to achieve it by blocking settlement activity, home demolitions, territory annexation, or for paying individuals to carry out terrorist attacks. Palestinians near Ramallah, a large city in the West Bank, are protesting Mr. Blinken and trying to block him from entering the city. They held signs saying Blinken was not welcome there. A spokesperson for the rally says they reject false negotiations brokered by the U.S. between colonizers and their defunct Ramallah leadership. 
Okay, huge news over here. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas has reportedly told Egypt and Jordan that a part of the ceasefire agreement between Hamas and Israel would need to include an end to all visits by Jews to the Temple Mount. Muslims refer to it as the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is the third holiest Islamic site in the world. It was built on top of the Temple Mount, where Jews believe the Holy Temple of Jerusalem used to stand before it was destroyed by Babylonians, and then again by Romans. For Muslims, this Holy of Holy is where Muhammad ascended to heaven, Muhammad the Prophet. Jordanian authorities maintain the Temple Mount site, and Israeli officers survey the area to keep an eye out for potential violent attacks. Only a certain number of Jews or foreigners are able to ascend to that mountaintop per day, and only within specific hours. When I went up to the Temple Mount, I was asked to cover myself in a hoodie that was provided to me in order to cover my hair, neck, and shoulders. I was asked to not move my lips in order to not risk making it look like I was making a Jewish prayer. And I was also instructed to tuck my Jewish star necklace under my shirt collar in order not to cause any disruptions for Muslims in or near the mosque who might be offended by it. Though it is frowned upon in most Jewish circles, there are some Orthodox Jews who go up to the Temple Mount for daily prayer. The Temple Mount is considered the Holy of Holies for Jews, and many believe it should not be entered because of that. Abbas says whatever Blinken does in Gaza must include the Palestinian Authority consent for rebuilding. He says he is ready to work with the quartet again, which includes the U.S., Russia, United Nations, and European Union. The idea is to revive the peace process. Now, I do want to point out that President Abbas presides over the West Bank, but not so much in Gaza, which is mostly operated and managed by Hamas. So I think it's interesting that he is making it known that he would like to be involved in reparations in the Gaza Strip. Abbas says, quote unquote, incursions need to stop on the Temple Mount in order to get peace and that any Jew who goes up there is considered an incursion. The Temple Mount reopened for visitors on Sunday after having been closed due to violent protesting. Abbas apparently made these demands during a meeting with foreign representatives of Egypt and Jordan. Both Egypt and Jordan have official peace treaties with Israel, whether or not their local populations like it. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News and you consider yourself an Israel Daily News podcaster, which, thank God, we have so many, support this show. We are now asking to complete our second round of fundraising and gain new paid subscribers so that we can continue to run this show daily. Send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. I'll repeat that. That's anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. Thank you to our latest paid subscriber. I made a shout out to you yesterday. Shauna Malowski. Shauna, please get in touch with us so that we can send you a handwritten thank you note for your contribution to growing this show. We appreciate your monthly support and we're so glad that you like getting caught up with us. Every dollar helps bring this production up to the next level. Thank you so much for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs. Israeli politics, 
our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes. You can click on that and it will take you to a page where you can make a donation and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. I'm your host. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. One of the men killed in the recent war between Hamas and Israel allegedly included an American citizen. 33-year-old Osama al-Zebda was an engineer at Hamas's rockets development program and had learned how to make those rockets at U.S. universities. He and his father were both killed during an Israeli airstrike in Gaza. American law makes it illegal for U.S. citizens to join terrorist organizations, and certainly the U.S. considers Hamas a terrorist organization and has it on their list. And just a little political update, Yair Lapid, who has eight days left to pull together a coalition government, has come to an agreement with the Meretz Party. He also signed with Yisrael Beitenu, headed by the controversial Russian-Israeli party leader Avigdor Lieberman. People consider him to be overly nationalistic and even racist. If Yeshatid can achieve more support from other parties, a change bloc will be able to unseat Netanyahu from his power after having been prime minister for nearly a dozen years straight. Though it could happen, Lapid says it may be unlikely. We covered this story some months back. Say it ain't so, but celebrity, music representative, and TV personality Simon Cowell will not be coming to Israel to judge on the Israeli X Factor. He was scheduled to do so, but we thought it would be because Israel would be the first place opened and COVID safe enough to actually host an in-person singing competition like the X Factor. Well, Cowell canceled it outright without offering a reason. A UK-based source says that Cowell can't make it to Israel to film the show and that he is bitterly disappointed. Cowell comes from a Jewish father, Christian mother, and is currently raising a baby with his Jewish partner, Lauren Silverman. Archaeologists have discovered that ancient Judeans frequently ate non-kosher fish, such as sharks and catfish. Whoa! This discovery is linked to a larger project by Dr. Yonatan Adler. Adler works at Ariel University in Israel and is leading the project. He seeks to understand when and how the Torah and its laws began to change ancient Jews' way of life. This discovery is particularly interesting because it shows how a Torah mandate was made against popular food options at the time. Ancient Judeans likely never ate pork to begin with, so a biblical law developing against pork consumption seems more reasonable and it, nobody in that region really ate pork at the time. 56 fish bones from 30 sites throughout Israel were examined for this archaeological project. They checked bones between 640 CE and 1550 BCE. Jews are forbidden from eating fish that don't have fins and scales. The research here shows ancient Jews ate shark and catfish, which are not considered kosher by today's standards. Researchers seek to understand how and why this changed. I think that's pretty interesting. I hope that you'll get in touch and let us know what you think. You can head over to our Instagram page and leave us a comment. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. 
Tel Aviv has a low of 19 degrees Celsius and a high of 27 degrees. That's 67 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 81 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out from throughout the week. I will be releasing that full episode with renowned Israeli criminologist Dr. Anat Burko on Thursday. So keep an ear out for that. I'm going to send you off today with Work That Baseline by popular Israeli electronic music artist Trip L. He got in touch with us to let us know about his latest release. And we're going to take a listen. Have a great and productive day. You're so fun, and I like the way you make it